This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Harbor family, how's it going? Welcome to another Harbor at Home. My name is Juan, and before I begin, I just want to say how thankful I am that you guys are joining us yet again. I'm humbled, and I'm honored to be in your home. If I'm playing in your car, if this is a podcast, whatever it is, I believe that there's a message here today for you specifically. There's a purpose you're here, and I am, like I said, just honored to be the one that gets to share it. Um, I wanted to just um, say welcome to all my Deep End students. What's going on? As many of you guys know, Savannah and I help lead our uh, youth ministry called Deep End. So special shout out to you guys. And let's go ahead and get started, guys. Again, super happy that you guys are here. Let's get rolling. I want to start off with just some, some photos. I don't know if you guys are like me, but throw me a good old picture book and I'll get the idea much, much better. So let's dive on in. I want to show you this first photo right here. Now, as it's appearing on the screen right now, maybe some of you guys are getting some memories or some thoughts, some things come to mind when you see this. For the most part, they're not really happy, right? This is a a doctor waiting room, or this is a dentist, or something like that. Savannah and I were just uh, taking all of our, like, annual things, and that's why this picture came to mind. But let's go to this next one. Now, I wasn't truly aware of this. I didn't know that this was like a, like a thing that happened. Savannah and I, we went to Ikea for the first time in years, and there was a line outside. Now, obviously, because of everything that's been going on, because of COVID and all of that, the line was literally around the whole building, and it was raining outside. How, how weird is this? I went inside the, the building. They handed me an umbrella, and they said, all right, guys, thanks so much. You guys can go ahead and, and join your spot outside in the rain. No, thank you. You think Savannah was happy to do that? No. You think we left with a, with a desk that day? Not a chance. Now, there's one more I want to show you guys real quick. This is a simple one, right? This next one is just a simple red light. We've all been here. In fact, for me to get here, I actually stopped at like three of these, right? And in Florida, these can be a little dangerous. <laughs> but um, the point is this. Well, I'll show you this next one. This next one's a yellow light. Now, Lord, please give me a thousand red lights before I get one yellow light. And I'm speaking to all the husbands in the room. We all know There's no winning in this moment. (laughs) We have two choices here, man. We either stop at the light, and we're going to hear this. I could have made that, (laughs) right? Or if you try to run it, here's what you're going to hear. Oh, cool. No, 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 it's all right. I hope your uh, Dunkin' Donuts breakfast was worth, you know, just almost endangering our lives. Guys, this is a lose-lose, but thankfully there's grace in Jesus' name. So, (laughs) But the point of these pictures is this. I wanted to share, we've all been in these, these scenarios, in a waiting room, in line to get into somewhere. We've all been in a red light. I'm not really worried about the lights or the photos. The idea is what I'm trying to portray here is waiting. We've all been in a scenario where we have been in the waiting. We're waiting to see someone. We're waiting to get somewhere. And it can be uncomfortable. It could make us late. It could make us frustrated. There, there's hardly ever a moment where it's a fun or positive experience, Right? But I wanted to stop right here and mention in this season, in this series, I should say, New Beginnings, I want to share with you something the Lord has given me to share today. 
And that is this. The title of my message, for those of you that are taking notes, is New Beginnings Are Made in the Waiting. New beginnings are made in the waiting. I want to pause right here before we get into our scripture today, which is Genesis 2, 18 through 22. Let's stop. Let's pray. Let's make sure that we're in tuned with what the Holy Spirit wants to teach us today. So everybody, I'm, I'm real Hispanic. So everybody grab your hands, grab your neighbor's hands, and let's pray together. Lord, we love you, and we are so thankful that you have given us the word. You have given us this scripture. Holy Spirit, help me and humble me to deliver this the way that you need our community to hear. We thank you, Jesus. Even in this moment, we stay consistent and we just say we love you and we thank you. Amen, amen, amen. So like I said, Genesis two eighteen through 22 is going to be the main passage. I'm going to go ahead and read it. This is the ESV. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock, to all the birds, to all the heavens, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept, took one of his ribs out and closed it, uh, sorry, closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Wow, what, what, an, what an amazing passage, right? So again, this is Genesis 2, so we're going way back to the beginning, before Eve, right? This is one single man on the entire planet. This is a very key passage, and we're going to be focusing on this one. We are talking about waiting, right? We're in this, in this series called New Beginnings, but today I, I kind of want to take it, you know how trilogies do like a prequel. This is kind of the prequel. This is the waiting. And as we, as we move into uh, what I want to share, I've got four points for you guys. Uh, for those of you taking notes, you're going to love this. There's like points and subpoints and all of that. But I wanted to share this. Before we even start, here are three key questions that I, I want you guys and whoever's in the home to be thinking about the entire time that I'm sharing this word. The first one is this. We're talking about waiting. What are you waiting for? Define for yourself right now. Ask Holy Spirit, what are the promises? the milestones, maybe the goals that you are waiting for. This is personal to you. Of course, you can share it, but what I'm saying is what you are waiting, you know in your heart because Holy Spirit has dropped that in you. My next point is, my next two points are very, uh, questions are really simple. How is this practical in my own life and what is God teaching me in this? So again, guys, those are the key questions that I want you guys to be focusing on the entire time that you are listening to this. All right, let's get rolling. Let's, let's break down this passage again. I have four points for you guys. This is all in regards to the waiting before the beginning, right? My first point is this. It comes from uh, verse 18 and 19. Then the Lord God said, it's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every creature, that was his name. So, so I want to pause right here and say that Eve has been mentioned, right? We, we hear, the reader hears about Eve. The reader also sees that God made no mention about Eve to Adam. Adam has no idea that, 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 there's, that he's missing anything in this exact moment. 
we as a reader, we understand that we know that Eve is coming. We know that there's going to be a wonderful addition to Adam's life, but Adam has no idea. He doesn't even have a, have a concept about what's coming his way and how much more beautiful life is going to be and how much, is, how much more it's going to make sense. But he, here's my first real point. Again, my first point is this. There is work in the waiting. There's work. And what I want to bring out of this passage is this. Although God has given the reader, not yet Adam, the promise of something coming, what's the first thing that God asked Adam to do? He said, Adam, Go and name the animals. I'm going I'm to show you everything, every animal, and you're going to name them. That's work. Let's pause right here and think. Remember, guys, that, that the Bible is human. There's so much to relate to it. How long do you think that took? How many times, maybe I'm talking to, my, to, to all the parents of younger children in the room, when you go through a book and you're pointing at the pictures and it's the first time your, your sweet child has seen that and, and you're discovering that's what Adam had to do. So I want to pause here real quick and just say that we, in, when we receive from the Lord, we don't just sit, right? There is work to it. God had Adam work towards the promise that he made. Now, here's the other thing. I want to pause right here and just, just note that before, before God made Adam, let's call it sojourn, through this to name all the animals, he already had the promise. You see, guys, here, here's my first, encourage, call it an encouragement in this first point, is that before God asks you to do something, he already has the answer. He's a good father. He, think about it as like as a good travel agent, a travel guide that knows the destination before you even started planning for it. Some of you guys just need to begin with trusting that the Lord has brought you to the door of your new waiting for this new beginning with a purpose. He's not leading you astray. I want to say one more thing here. I'm, I'm talking about work. I'm talking about there's work. We must steward this word well. There, there's this thought sometimes that can creep into our mind of, okay, I've got to do more. I've, I have to produce more. I have to pray. I have to do more for church. I have to work and strive towards it. Let, let's stop right here and just, just redefine something and take a deep breath. The proper work in this waiting does not look like stressed striving. I'm not saying you have to work for your promise. You're not striving. It looks like a peaceful submission. Even in the work, it's calm and knowing that I have started a journey and my God has the answer and I have peace in that to go through the work. Which brings us to our next point. So my first point is there's work in the waiting. The next one is there is rest. Thank God that there is rest in the waiting. This comes from uh, same Genesis chapter 2. This is 21, the first half of verse 21. So the Lord Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. Of course, talking about Adam. This is a beautiful moment. This is such a beautiful moment. I have two incredibly, incredibly important things to discuss on this topic. The first one is this, is only in true submission in the Lord, even in the work. Remember, in this world that we live in, sometimes rest is work. I don't know about you. Uh, for me, it, 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 it is sometimes uncomfortable for me to, to stop working and to actually rest in the Lord. So even this rest can be work. 
But only in true submission to God will we find our new beginning. The reason I'm bringing this up so uh, poignantly, let's call it, is because of this. Only God could have provided Eve. I love this. Listen, it must come to you like a little humble pie, okay? But I love this because the promises of the Lord only involve us receiving. Come on, hear that. There, there is work to steward, there is rest and submission, and we just posture ourselves to receive the promise that God had before we even knew that we needed it. That's, to me, extremely humbling, but it's also loving. That there's nothing I need, I need, to, there's nothing I need to do besides just steward this well and, and be with my Father and to be trusting. You see, guys, this is something that, that is completely divine. I love that God said, hey, Adam, you've done an amazing job. There is something for you, but I'm going to have you rest. And in that moment of rest, Adam wasn't even there, right? Adam was put to sleep. Now, now you know, some, some people think that Adam like died in this moment. No, Adam was asleep and he was resting. My God, that, that should prove to us that all we need to do, even in the work, right, is that attitude of rest. And then there's also physical rest. Either way, it looks like submission to God. And knowing, and knowing, this is big, God's the one that does it. Oh, I love that. that, that that's, that's really huge. Um, I want to talk about one point, and I'm going to maybe slow it down just a little bit here. My next point is this. While Adam was asleep and resting in the Lord, something happened to him. Something that, that I hope no one that's watching this has ever gone through, but he lost something. He was cut open, and a piece of him was taken out. That's not fun. For those of you that maybe have had any type of surgery or, or, or any type of broken bone or something, ouch. <laughs> not a fun moment. But in that place of rest, there's also pain. A lot of pain sometimes. And while he slept, God took out one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. My point is this, and guys, please, please, please hear me. I want to be so sensitive here. Adam lost something before he gained something. What have you lost in your waiting? I know that, that I can ask you this question and, and there might be something in your heart that you're saying, Juan, you, you don't understand. I have waited and, and, and I've worked and I've done all of this and it, and it hurts and I've lost something and, and you will never know. My God, let me please stop. Please hear me. I, I, I wanted to say this, but not mess up. So I'm cheating a little bit. I wrote this, this call it a, a, a paragraph, if you will, I want to read to you, and you in Jesus' name know who you are. Please receive this. I need to pause here and make it very clear. Please pay close attention. I in no way want you to think that I'm reducing what you are feeling or what you are waiting for into a sentence or a 25-minute sermon. I cannot even begin to understand or to do justice the pain and suffering that you are feeling right now, and I am sorry for what you are experiencing right now. Some of you aren't waiting in Ikea like those photos I showed. You're waiting for cancer results. 
or a baby, or, or a job, or, or a marriage, financial security, citizenship, prodigal children to come home, or other excruciating things that I do not pretend. Like, I can give it justice in this moment, and I am so sorry. I am so sorry that, that, that you are feeling what you are feeling in this moment of waiting for the promises that God has given you. But stay with me, church. Stay with me, Harbor, for that one or two or however many people that need to hear this. God has a word for you. Do not quit yet. The second point in this, again, going back to um, there's pain in the waiting. We've talked about work in the waiting, rest in the waiting, now pain in the waiting. And we talked about how Adam lost something. We don't get to hear Adam's humanity quite yet. We, we could imagine that while he's naming all the animals, he's just thinking to himself, I see all these wonderful companions, these wonderful friends, monkeys in the trees. I don't know if there's hippos, but let's throw a hippo in the garden. And no one for him. I can imagine. I can imagine that he felt lonely. There's something I want you to understand and have the freedom to do, and that's called lamenting. Now, lamenting, we, we, obviously there's the book of Lamentations, but I'm talking more about even the Psalms. Psalm 69, 1 through 3 says this. This is God's word translation. I, I am a Bible nerd. And I love different translations. I'll read them all, right? And this is the one that really hit me strong. This is David speaking. Save me, O God. The water is already up to my neck. I am sinking in deep mud. There's nothing to stand on. I'm in deep water. A flood is sweeping me away. I am exhausted from crying for help. My throat is hoarse. My eyes are strained from looking for my God. Wow, guys. The freedom I want you to feel is in these moments you are allowed to feel. And actually, Father God asks us and says, bring your burdens to me. I consider it worship. Some of you just need to hear that today. Some of us have worked, have rested, have, have lost something. This is where it takes a turn. I, I, I talked about how Adam had something taken from his side. If you guys have studied anything about Adam, there's something in the New Testament, thank you, that's called the New Adam. The second Adam, and of course, I'm talking about Jesus. Now, now hear me. This is, this is absolutely amazing. Don't miss this fact right here. Adam was pierced on the side. Picture this. It's the day, it's the day where, where, where they're carrying Jesus up the mountain with a cross on his back. He's been on the cross for a, for a, a good minute. And they finally think, that this person who has proclaimed himself as the Christ is finally dead. And what do they do to Jesus? What do they do to Jesus that, that's correlating to Adam? The other two, we know, we know that there's three on the cross. There's one to his left, one to his right. And what they did to those two, they broke their, their legs, right? So if they were living, there's no way for them to walk away. What do they do with Jesus? They didn't break his leg, which is actually a Old Testament fulfillment of a prophecy in Isaiah. Read into that, it's amazing. But to Jesus, they grabbed a spear and, and punctured his side. Just like Adam. Are you seeing this correlation? So with Adam, he was put to rest. Jesus was put to rest. And in that moment of rest, there was pain. There was pain. 
Now, with Jesus, it was different. Like, with Adam, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything but, but the Holy Spirit reaching in with his power, creating Eve. In this moment with Jesus, it's a little different. And this is the moment that we can maybe relate to a little bit more, especially, especially in this season that we're living in. They, they pierced his side with one thing in mind, to prove that he was dead. To prove that he was dead. And that's where we might be. That every step that we take proves that, we're, that we are broken. And many of us feel that way. Let's turn that around. How many of you guys know that what the enemy means for evil, for bad, God has another plan. Hello, this is your plan. Are you ready to hear your plan? In that moment, right there, where you are, in pain, in waiting, I know, God, you gave me a promise. I've been pierced on the side by my, myself, my thoughts, the enemy, the people around me, and they may have done that to prove that I am dead, but let me remind you of something. Blood and water, it says. Um, in, in John 19, 34, it says, it, it says this. One of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. Let me stop right there and just, just give you guys how amazing the word is. It's, it's incredibly purposeful that the writer here in John says blood and water. Okay, Blood and water actually separates in a body that is decaying. So get this. So, so this is just a little... A little freebie okay a little theology freebie don't get greedy i'm going to charge you for the next one but this one is blood and water i'm kidding blood and water separates when a body is dead and is decaying that proves to us that jesus died for us he is dead there's no other way around it but what happened next this is your story this right here luke 24 1 through 5 and and read this in your context as well we, we are exegeting from the passage but the bible reads us and is for our season so remember the pain that you are feeling in the waiting and read this in your own life again this is your story this is where your new beginning is on the first day of the week at early dawn this is luke 24 1 through 5 they went to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel, and they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground. And the men said to this, this is your story. They said this, why do you seek the living amongst the dead? Why are you seeking the living amongst the dead? Do you see what, these, what, what this passage is saying? In those moments where we are in the waiting and we feel the pain, we have two options. We're either looking for the dead or we realize that in that moment, Jesus was pierced, not to prove that he was dead, but to prove that he was alive. He was pierced in the flesh to prove he was dead. But in the spirit, in the supernatural, he was pierced to fulfill the promises of the Old Testament, to fulfill the promises that a good father had set for his children, that his own son come into the earth, assume full flesh and body, and die for our sins, yet live in the resurrection. And that is my message for you today, that even in the waiting, even in the waiting, there's new beginnings. The new beginnings have started. And I need you to understand that in Jesus' name, that, the, that the, the, the world wants us to be broken and to realize that every time you try, it reminds you of the pain. But in the kingdom of the Lord, when you are stabbed and when you are broken and when things want to prove that you have failed or you have died, 
that's where you've begun. Because this is your story. How did we get here? Genesis 2 showed us that there's work, there's rest, and there's pain in the waiting. And of course, as we should always do, let's look to Jesus as well. Jesus showed us in John 19 and Luke 24 that there's never Say it with me and say it proudly, please, that there's never death in the land of the living, only victory in the waiting. That's you. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to your neighbor. I'm not talking to the, 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 the rich family across the hall or the guy with the cool car or that guy that doesn't seem like he's failing. I'm talking to you. And I pray that so is the Holy Spirit. What do we talk about today? If, there, if there's one thing that I hope Holy Spirit has highlighted in you is this. It's all in the waiting. It's all in the waiting. Your new beginning starts when you begin waiting and waiting on the Lord. I love this. He is both what you waited for and the sojourning companion that gets you there. Let that sink in. He is timeless. Thank God. Thank you, God, that you, that you don't live in, in time. You don't have operating time. You don't have to check Google if you're open. You're always here. You're at the beginning. You're at the middle. And you are my end. Nothing, on el- nothing else on earth can say that. And that's your father. That's your inheritance. I have two very practical um, just encouragements for you as, as we wrap up. My encouragement to you, my, my declaration over you is this. Notice that God made Adam good before Adam even knew what he didn't even know existed. You are good. You are loved and you are cared for. The reason I say that is because the world might tell us that we are broken or we are lacking something or we are missing something we are incomplete without insert what you're waiting for adam was made good in god's eye before he had what he didn't even know he needed and in closing remember that moment that when jesus was pierced to prove in the flesh that he was truly dead that was the moment that he was most alive, where he had fulfilled his promise, his destiny. So many Old Testament um, prophecies and declarations were fulfilled in that moment, much like in our life. When the world tells us and when, when we do things that remind us that we maybe have reached our max, remember that in the kingdom of God, it works different. And that's our story. Remember, guys, this is our story. On the third day, when he was pierced, he rose. And that's my encouragement to you guys. I want to I wanna pause here to, to remind us of those three questions that we discussed. And I really do. I, I, I think it's very important for us to share these questions amongst our family, friends, peers, whoever you are in the home with, whoever you're listening to this word. I hope that it's blessed you. And we right now, as believers and as Christians or whoever had, has heard this, we can now share this, this, this hope in the glory during the waiting because it is our new beginning. And how many of you know This message is for everyone. These are the questions. What are you waiting for? Are there promises, milestones, and goals? Remember that this is a personal thing to you. 
And remember that if it's been given to you, it's because the Father God has already made and prepared the victory for you. He knows the answer before you even know the question. That's awesome. My next two and final question that we discussed is how is this practical in my own life? How can I take this into those moments of waiting, whether it is for a marriage, a baby, a new job, a financial security, anything that we talked about today? How is it practical in your own life? And finally, what else is God teaching me in this moment? Remember, you are blessed to bless others. You, you hear so you may speak to others. Let's multiply the blessings in Jesus' name. So everyone, thank you again for joining. Let me pray for you. Let me, let me, in Jesus' name, bless your home and everyone in it. Pray with me again, Lord. We love you. And we just say and declare, and declare it with me for those listening and watching. We believe in you. We have confidence in you. We are confident that before we begin the journey, the destination has been prepared for me to be with you. We declare peace in the work, work in the rest, and victory in the pain. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.